0: R E A R E A R E A R E A Audio R E A Audio R E A Audio R E A Audio Audio R-E-A. Audio, R-E-A.
1: audio. R-E-A. audio. R-E-A. R E A Audio Reemployability Reemployability. Nate Ryan, thanks again for joining us. This is week two that you've been with us to talk about some success stories <laughs> okay, <right now. laughs> here. Reemployability. I appreciate it. We're trying to give kind of a holiday feel. I know we got, uh, I, I need to bring in poinsettias. I do yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that would probably so help. Yeah, yeah. Make it feel a little Throw a Santa hat. <laughs> well, because of the holidays, we figured for the month of December, we would focus on some specific examples of where injured workers have been helped and brought back to work quicker, some success stories, some <laughs> feel-good things, <laughs> and some of the practical reasons why those successes came about so hopefully we can help any um, adjusters or risk managers that may be listening right now to get on board not necessarily just with this program but with a return to work program and as a whole because we know that that's helpful for helpful people. people that's what we want to do and last week we talked about some restrictions that a gentleman had and he was put in a position that made him feel uncomfortable He's reading to students right. to help them to learn how to read and once you kind of explained that the rapport building would be very similar to what they you do in a typical yeah. job, uh, they felt a lot more comfortable right. and, and they were able to move forward. But we touched on a little bit about technology and how some people that have been doing the same job for 15 years, yeah. 20 years more, yeah. may not necessarily always be involved in technology the way somebody who works in an office like you and I do. Right. And that can be very intimidating. Right. And when we put people in a nonprofit, many times technology is involved in that. Right. So can you tell us a little bit about some of the feedback that you get that's sometimes negative from both employers and injured workers when it's brought out that there may be some technology involved in what they're doing?
0: Um, just like our last conversation, really the biggest thing is fear because when it c- comes to technology, it's the biggest thing is exposure. The more at time they get to interact with whatever it is, whether it's an app or it's a online function or over the phone situation when it comes to time tracking, um, just experience to the actual uh, situation and and the technology of how it works. Um, But some people still, you know, it doesn't matter on age or, you know, some people have, you know, just cognitively don't get technology. Um, so I really, the thing that we really try to do at reemployability is, Find workarounds. Mm-hmm. However, we can help that person to figure it out, or so that we can help them out on our side. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I have a particular story. If you want me to roll right into that, mm-hmm. um, I had a gentleman, and he actually he uh, had an inner ear issue, and which caused him to have balance issues. So he did, actually had a couple head injuries, which caused cognitive issues. Mm-hmm. So when we first set up, we had. No idea any of this had gone on. Um, we were just given his restrictions, and, that, and then we found the assignment. Okay. So we found the assignment, and we put him on a particular time tracking that was computer based. Um, we tried it for about a week. He really wasn't getting it, so we figured, okay, we have another option, which is going to be over the phone. You know, most people interact with the phone, so um, and uh, we tried to set him up on the phone, and then he was still having issues with that because um, numbers get kind of jumbled up for him. So uh, his sister had called his employer, informed him of all of this. I'm not sure if his employer knew at that time. I, I don't think they did. Um, but the sister brought it up, the the concern up, the employer brought it to me. And I, you know, I went through it with a nonprofit and they said they'd be willing to help, but sometimes they're busy. So I just stepped up and I said, Hey, you know what? Have him call me if he can, he's going to put me on speed dial will call me when he's clocking in, when he's clocking out. And that's how we did it every day. And that built a rapport between him and I. And then also, It helped him feel more comfortable talking to his employer because before he was just going through his sister, as Mm -hmm. you can tell, Mm -hmm. he was just telling his sister all these complaints instead of going to his, his employer, because he felt embarrassed, you know, but now that he built that rapport with me, he felt more comfortable being more open with his employer and that, that helped their communication open up and that went by so smoothly and he's returned to work and everything's hunky dory. Yeah. So communication again, right? That's yeah. the practical yes. piece Absolutely. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially when it comes to technology concerns, you know, mm-hmm. if we don't know there's an issue, we can't help. Mm-hmm. Just, and just like if the injured worker didn't tell their employer, mm-hmm. they didn't know there was an issue. Right. So you know, until the sister stepped up and yeah. said something. So.
1: And that happens pretty frequently, mm-hmm. but, um, because we understand that. A lot of the companies that we work with, they have hundreds, if not thousands sure. of employees and the HR department doesn't know everybody intimately yeah, really in, in and all like the issues. Two or three people in HR, like yeah. trying to deal
0: with hundreds of people? Yeah.
1: yeah. And we'll get a referral form that has restrictions on it oh. and and you know certain other information, but it's
0: it's not very personal. Right. Exactly. <laughs> like the, one thing that I really try to um, do for our injured workers and try to you know, extend to my co-workers is making sure the intro worker feels like they're hurt so many injured workers call up or send emails and say hey i've tried this person i tried this for you're just the only person that ever responds," mm-hmm. and that really means a lot to them because how else would we have known about these other issues mm-hmm. for this particular injured worker if i didn't start to talk to him and he kept me in the know about his his next doctor's appointment how his inner ear issue was going like you know because he felt comfortable instead of stunted or embarrassed because of those things he actually wasn't proud of him but he was felt more open to to discuss that and that's really being heard is really, really important.
1: We talked last week about how this program at Reemployability was originally designed specifically for the reason of getting people back to Correct. work quicker. There was, it was a very human aspect mm-hmm. to it. This industry, it is incredibly easy to be jaded. Okay. It's incredibly easy to feel like every issue that an injured worker brings up uh, is just another, just, just another
0: problem that you have to deal with. That right? they're
1: just making it up, and mm-hmm. that they're trying to get get by with something and, right. and indeed there are some people that are like that but I would imagine in your experience the vast majority of injured
0: workers truly do want to get back to a work a solid 70% yeah. you know that and then when it comes to like, the people coming up with different issues 90% of those issues are legitimate mm-hmm. you know like they you know couldn't find somebody to watch the kid or they couldn't get into their kids or a, you know doctor appointment they couldn't move around or something outside of their you know their um, on-site injury that they have to deal with as well mm-hmm. you know Shall you know or whatever comes because think those things do come up Yeah. and and it, it's important for us to take the time to listen and help them find a solution mm-hmm. and so I'm just saying oh, okay well whatever
1: yeah well, I think one of the things I hear from risk managers on the sales end of this mm-hmm. business is just they're overwhelmed uh, right I mean of course, of course. Uh, risk managers and uh, adjusters are just they're, they're crazy overwhelmed and I think sometimes when we encourage more personal relationships. They're like, listen, I would love to do that. Mm-hmm. I just don't have time for that. Okay. You're busy too, Ryan. right, uh, Nate? I've, I see okay. you running around, you know, all the time. But you've obviously made it through the ranks here at Reemployability mm-hmm. to the position that you're in now. Do you have any tips or pointers for okay. anyone that just feels too busy to be
0: personal? To be 100%. I had that same mindset for a very long time, probably my first year or so here. And then once I realized that if I make the time for the injured workers, everything else kind of just falls into place. Mm -hmm. So I started doing that and I started finding the time. I felt like the time was always there Mm -hmm. whenever it was really, really important, you know? Um, Or just find a backup, you know? If if I'm not able to address it, find someone else who's got the bandwidth to help them out. You know, just help them find a solution right then and there, or make sure that you promise them you'll get back to them and come back with a solution because yeah. a lot of times I don't have the solution but I know the person who does and I can connect them to it or I like, oh, hey, I don't know I'm gonna research it and I'll get back to you mm-hmm. so that's it's really really important just like I said just to make them at least feel like they're being hurt even if you don't have the physical time just let them know hey I'm going to do whatever I can, the best I can, so that they feel that they're at least being heard.
1: Yeah, because those things compound, right? If somebody right. doesn't feel like they're being heard, well, you know yourself, mm-hmm. I, we've all been um, had issues at a business where you are requesting something and they don't get back to you right. or they get back to you the wrong way, and, mm-hmm. and it's frustrating. Right. Very frustrating. And, and sometimes, from a manager standpoint, I, I've found that sometimes just by having a manager say, I'm the manager, I want to hear you, mm-hmm. well, I may not give any different answer. Correct. But at least people know that we care. Right. And and I think it's, it's I probably shouldn't even bring this up, but with all the things that are going on with the pandemic mm-hmm. and the inability of businesses to hire, my fear is that people's, level of satisfaction is going to go down right. and we're going to stay down there and we're not going to try to elevate ourselves mm-hmm. so I appreciate what you do for us. From from the sales perspective it's right. a lot easier to deal with clients and to bring new clients in mm-hmm. when we know we have somebody on um, our service side like you who is taking those few minutes to make
0: people hear heard and, really and that's sure. It's just a couple minutes yeah. it really really is. It's great. Well
1: Nate, thank you so much Thanks and again so. congratulations on getting thank married so a few much. weeks ago and enjoy your holidays and maybe You can come back uh, in 2022. Okay, thanks. Thanks for listening this week to REA Audio. If you have any comments or suggestions for an upcoming episode, please let us know. Email Todd at reemployability.com. Also, please follow REA Audio on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also check out more content at listentorea.com. Next week, we'll talk to Lindsay Bressy. Lindsay is our Transition to Work Program Coordinator and has some great stories to share about injured workers getting back to work through our Work from Home program. It'll be a real treat to hear from her, so please come back next week. Until then, have an outstanding day.